This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. I'm Chris Mosier. Dean is gone and Sam's got a dog. The boys smoke the pages. What the heck is going on? Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast, where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. And Chris, this might be my favorite episode of all time. Of all time, I mean, it's a it's a, it's a sleeper hit. I had no idea this was coming. It's uh, this is I remember watching this when it aired. I remember very distinctly like being in my house alone, Autumn being out of town, and watching this and like texting her, going like, I don't even know how to explain this to you, but there's Nazi necromancers on Supernatural, and this mm-hmm. is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I'm probably over exaggerating by saying it's my favorite episode of all time. I'm not going to get into. But it's that. up there. It's a really good episode, and like you said, it's hilarious. It, it is weirdly, surprisingly, very funny, but also compelling and, and interesting. This this, in a lot of ways, feels like an X-Files episode, and I don't really know what I mean by that, but that's just how it feels. No, I, I, I can kind of get behind you on that, because it's like they've... Because the X-Files was all about, like, kind of uncovering something and mm-hmm. uh, having kind of, like, attachments to other things in some cases, whereas this this definitely feels a little bit like that. Like, this... Yeah. I, the only the only weird thing about this episode is that it doesn't end. <laughs> like it just like it just kind of like they just stopped recording and we're like, oh, we're at forty five minutes. We gotta we gotta get out of here. Yeah. yeah, we gotta get out of here, guys. Um, there actually was a a supernatural or excuse me, an, an X Files episode that was about a, a golem, like in a very similar thing. But there weren't Nazi necromancers, and that's what makes Supernatural the better. Show. That's what makes it the better show. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so. Before we get into the main part of the episode, let's talk about what you can do to support the show, which is by going to patreon.com slash monster of the week. Uh, if you sign up there, you can get access to episodes early. You can get our exclusive podcast like Silver for Monsters and Don't Give Up Space Cowboy, a Witcher podcast and a Cowboy Bebop podcast, respectively. You can get uh, access to our Discord, which is always mm-hmm. hopping, always going, oh, yeah. something always going on over there. Like always, Somebody's talking about video games or anime or something. It's all over the place. Uh, so if you want to do that, check that out. We appreciate it. The most recent uh, person was Zoe. So thank you very much, Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. And uh, Chris, can you catch us Jeremy. up what's been happening on Supernatural during season eight? Uh, I can do my best. So last time on Supernatural, I don't say the road so far anymore, but I should. Um, last time on Supernatural, Sam and Dean always thought their dad was cool. You know, just a big dumb dumb strong boy with dust in all his pockets and salt in all his teeth. But when Henry Winchester, the time traveling wizard grandfather, excuse me, their time traveling wizard grandfather, burst out of their closet and into their motel room, the boys were in for one heck of a surprise. Not only is their grandfather a time traveling wizard, a la Hermione Granger in the Prisoner of Azkaban, but he is also a member of a group known as the Men of Letters, aka Henry's a huge nerd. But hot on his time traveling heels is Abaddon, a knight of hell. When he- with Henry dead. An Abaddon hacked to bits. The boys find themselves with a set of coordinates and a mysterious key and are left to cope with a major revelation that they, like their father before them, are descended from a long line of big, fat, nasty nerd boys, which is more surprising than the wizard thing. (laughs) Big, fat, nasty nerd boys is really good. There we go. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't been able to tell, we're going to be covering season eight, episode 13, Everybody Hates Hitler. This was written by Ben Edlin and directed by Phil Segrisha, two of our uh, top tier supernatural team ups, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 
Uh, Sam and Dean face off against a golem. Sam and Dean investigate the death of Rabbi Bass, who is spontaneously combusted. The case becomes ever more confusing when they learn that the rabbi was researching Nazi necromancers. Sam and Dean are attacked by a golem, who turns out to belong to the rabbi's grandson, Aaron. The key to the case lies with the golem, but Aaron doesn't know how to control him, which leaves everyone in danger. Uh, yeah, I, like, like I said, I, I find very few things wrong with this episode. I love that it, yeah. the way where it goes. I love all of the stuff around it. Like it's, I, I love I love seeing Nazis killed too. <laughs> so that, that definitely always helps. feels good. Always feels good. I didn't know that his name was Aaron until almost the very end of the episode, despite the fact that they say it several times. They don't say it because I was looking for it, and I finally. Uh, I mean, it's it's deep in the episode before they say Aaron. Like they just, it seems like they meet this dude and sit down and start talking to him, and nobody. They don't say like, "Hey, I'm Sam. I'm Dean." Like they, none of that ever happens, or we don't see any of it anyway. <laughs> they just forgot about it. Yeah, it was pretty deep in before they say it was Aaron. Maybe they kept giggling through it. And they had to cut it. So we start out in uh, Vistbisk. Belarus, and I'm sure that I'm pronouncing that 100% correctly. They're in Nazi town. They're in Nazi town. Uh, and it's the past, and they're at a Nazi uh, like fort camp. I was going to say mm-hmm. camp, but camp sort of has a different connotation here, but it's just like a, you know, a Nazi base. And um, we hear something, I think we see like a big shadow, and then some Nazi gets grabbed by something huge and thrown through a window, and then suddenly it's just like all hell is breaking loose. Some giant creature is attacking this Nazi base. Uh, everybody's panicking, shooting, but nothing is taking this thing down. There's blood magic being done in hell the back yeah, there room is. <laughs> by the Commandant or whoever he's named as later. Um, Eckhart. The one thing that I... The, what's that? Eckhart is his name. Is Eckhart, that's name. right. I never wrote that down either. Uh, I, Commandant I, I love all of this stuff, by the way. Like, yeah. this this dude just co- starts coming in and, like, tossing Nazis everywhere. Nobody can do anything. This guy's trying to finish up his blood magic and also write it down yep. in a ledger at the same yep. time. I, it's so good, man. I love this. And he also says, damn you, Sorcerer of Abraham, which, to me, sounded very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, then he, like, casts this big, like, fire spell and he vanishes with it and everything catches on fire including this this giant creature but it doesn't seem to hurt this giant creature at all so it just um and and man like the the kind of the way that they this dude likes go is trying to pursue this nazi wizard guy and you hear these just lumbering footsteps like it's so fucking good man i love it yeah even though like i i part of me thinks that the the golem looks sort of goofy part of me thinks he looks sort of cool but the way that they do this works really well for me well, be careful because it, this is just that how that dude looks. Like, there's no CGI here. <laughs> really, I thought he had some big meaty hands uh, clayed onto him. But I, I think those, he right, definitely has some, large... some of that. But like, I was looking at pictures, and that that is just the way that that dude looks. Like, oh yeah, is... I could totally see his. That's that's his face. It was just those hands and those arms, which are the size of um, me. Yes. So very and frightening. Very very frightening very stuff. frightening dude. Uh, also, has been on Supernatural before. Oh really? He was in uh, a little episode that you may remember called Ghost Facers interesting yeah who is he playing ghost facers uh freeman daggett which i think is like the like the one of the dudes or whatever i think that that's is that the um is it in the, the one in season three or was it the mini you know season three I'm, yeah it's in season three okay so that's the one where he must be the janitor like the ghost janitor who's taking bodies home i'm mm-hmm. getting sidetracked back back on the main timeline the boys are rolling up in lebanon kansas lebanon kansas chris they are at this old stone building i think that this building looks really cool from the outside it's not like anything like super like regal or anything like that but it's like you know it's a pretty large 
building made of stone you know which is sort of the description of a stone building um what this reminds me of um have you ever seen or been inside of a data center before i don't think so so uh those these are like enormous buildings that probably exist in your town you just don't know about it because like it's kind of a security thing they it's completely locked down there's only two or three entrances you have to have you know like the last time when i was managing a, a server in a data center like I had to sign in with my ID and a fingerprint scanner to get into the building like that. And I can only access like certain things like this is what it reminds me of. Totally closed off from the outside world, but unassuming like there's no logos painted on the side. There's no there's nothing that would ever make you think that this is building is remarkable at all. All right. It's just it's just stone. And this I don't know if this is a spoiler to say, but I think that they come to, to call this place the bunker. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, I don't know. That doesn't start in this episode. I don't really think that that's a spoiler, but uh, no. I think anybody watching the show now is is can identify like, oh yeah, the boys have a have a have a base now because yeah. we. It's, um, it's been a long time since Bobby's burned down. It's been the you know Rufus's cabin in the woods wasn't really getting it done, so they, they needed right. a place to hang. I don't think anything is ever going to be in my mind as good as bobby's house because it just it felt so supernatural just this old the house in this junkyard full of books and crazy shit um but the bunker is so very so cool. many bedrooms upstairs yeah so many <laughs> bedrooms upstairs but no beds um very weird uh but yeah the bunker is very cool even just like the the entrance is uh i mean the entrance is the most bunker like thing because there's like a little set of stairs that go down uh and then there's this sort of like hatch almost in in the side of the stone wall this is yeah, um, they, uh, this is kind of weird inside. to me because you have to like walk down to the entrance like you're at a bar in in downtown Boston or something. Yeah. Um. But when you, you get in, you have to like you're on like a ledge and you have a stairway leading down to the main floor. But from the outside, there's also like five or six stories to this thing, which makes me think that that's CGI. <laughs> Like I, def- the, I, I definitely think really that the building is CGI. Yeah, there's no there's no way that building actually exists. Uh, but right. the the inside of it is is very well done. It's a very good set. Like it's huge. It's spacious. Mm-hmm. It looks cool. There's interesting stuff everywhere. It's filled with electronics like ham radio and telegraphs. Like yeah. but like all old electronics. So it's like everything stopped here in in 1950. They even like and- find a chess game and like. Like yeah, with with tea or coffee, like still, like not still in the cup, but having gone bad in the cup, so that you know, obviously they left here in a hurry, <laughs> right? And um, you know, Sam, I think says this place has been abandoned for sixty five or seventy years, so this is this is kind of a big deal. Also, we should mention, you know, Henry gave them their grandfather, time traveling wizard, um, nerd grandfather Henry Winchester, gave them the key to this place. Uh, they were given the coordinates to this place by somebody else. This is supposed to house all the knowledge of the Men of Letters. This was sort of the the home base of the Men of Letters, and now Sam and Dean have access to it. Um, and yeah, they find all these electronics. They find this dope tricked out library that has basically all of the lore a boy like sam winchester could ever ask for um and it's just sort of we we see them come in and it's dark and they get the electricity going and the next morning dean's talking about the great water pressure even though they're like we they don't understand how this place has electricity or water pressure after all these years but it does i like how uh dean just calls it immediately he's like oh yeah i think we found the bat cave yeah Um, yeah I love uh, this. This morning scene is interesting to me because he comes out in like a men of letters bathrobe, which is extremely dope. Where do I get one of <laughs> yeah. those? Where's my, where's that? Where's my merch? Hot topic. <laughs> That's the merch we need. Um, but he's, he's also like, while he's, while he's saying how great this place is, he's also saying like, Oh, there are a bunch of nerds. I bet they didn't like, and he finds a sword on a, like on a monument somewhere, not a monument on a, like a pedestal. And it's like, takes it out. It's like, I bet they didn't even, sh- Oh wow. No, this is really sharp. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, and Sam's kind of like, nervous about all of this stuff like he he thinks that 
because that they have this, uh, like they have to, they have to use this information. Whereas Dean kind of thinks this whole place is a scam almost. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, this is bullshit. Like what in here could they know that we, that we didn't already know. Uh, I think he's sort of taking for granted all this and, Sam was like, but they, they were secret society. So Dean's like, yeah, so that means that they just made shit up. Um, extremely good. Yeah, so Dean, although he is having fun with this place, playing with the scimitars and everything, uh, he is very skeptical of it all. Sam, I think, is taking it a bit more seriously, and he's a bit more hopeful that something good will, will come out of this. Um, Sam's still grasping at straws, still trying to make up for, you know, the whole Kevin situation. Whoops. Uh, doing his best. He's doing his best. Uh, but then we cut to Pennsylvania. Um and we see an old uh, Jewish man. I think he's a rabbi. I think that he specifically gets called the rabbi. He's a rabbi ass. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he is visiting a university library, it looks like. Or could just be a regular library. Um, he, he comes into this library. He talks to the librarian there. And he says to the guy, you know, he's, he's complaining about being followed. Um, it's revealed that he's been coming here quite a lot. And that he's always talking about being followed or whatever. And then he goes to see some old uh, documents and... Um, and he, something very important is he's after something very important, but he doesn't, he doesn't quite know what, or we don't quite know what. Yeah. He, um, number one, I, I want to mention this, this librarian, by the way, who gets a lot of screen time for that, that doesn't yeah. do a whole lot, but like is weirdly yeah. well realized. Like he's kind of a, like a <laughs> shitty, like, uh, officious prick kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But like, he mm-hmm. only gets like four or five minutes of screen time during this whole day, but he, he works it. He does real well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right by bass as he goes in and he finds this book. Uh, he, it's actually the red ledger book that we found, we saw in the cold open that the night. Yes, yes. was using um so he he goes to the li- he goes to the library and is like hey you guys need to protect this uh and the librarian's like yeah we're, we're gonna protect it in the library like that's where we're gonna right. do this and then in um in hebrew he tells he tells this guy i hope they pay you well to keep that bug up your ass and then <laughs> and then he he leaves because there's he has about an hour left before the library closes um and then something happens he does a little switcheroo and then he's over at the uh at the campus pub which is just called the campus pub which is why you probably uh-huh. thought it was a university library um uh-huh. and he's leaving a message to somebody saying like you you, you got to come here and you got to find it he lets out a string of numbers that don't really make any sense and he walks over to the window and he starts yelling through the window and kind of during this scene we've seen somebody kind of sneakily following him and uh yeah. we he's s- acting like a sort of a, a crazy person he 100% like, is acting like a crazy old man. As the viewer, we can see somebody is following him. Yeah. So we know it's for real, uh, especially when he starts yelling at the guy, calling him a Nazi piece of trash, <laughs> which is really good. I mean, this wasn't 2018, so like the people thought he was crazy when he was saying this. Nowadays, right. we'd be like, oh yeah, this is normal Thursday. Um, but then the, this this rabbi bursts into flame and just dies, just gets burnt up, which is insanity. Like just explodes into flame. I think the special effects here are actually reasonably good. I got, yeah, this, was, yeah. this was okay. Uh, and then it's all of a sudden, it's two weeks later. Yeah, and so now it's just been two weeks of the, the boys hanging out at the bunker. Um, I think we, we, get, we come into the scene and it's Dean returning from somewhere. Uh, I think he was just checking on Kevin and Garth and you mm-hmm. know making sure everything was good, which I appreciate that they would do with like an actual like real life spot check on them just to make sure that it's not like really a demon on the phone or something. Um, I, I imagine and, um, they get complaints when they, uh, cause I know we, we, we've taken the show to task sometimes about forgetting about its meta plot. Like, Oh yeah, let's deal with these three shitty magicians and their bullshit for, and not talk about anything important going on. So like, I think this is a way just to kind of tie those. <laughs> it's together. always the fucking, 
Dead Magician. <laughs> Sorry. Look, it's, it's, it's maybe my least favorite episode of Supernatural. It's always the magicians. It's always the magicians I go to. Uh, I think this is a way to just connecting themselves back to like, hey, where's Kaz? Oh, I haven't heard from him. Oh, yeah, I've tried to get in touch with him too. He's not responding, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing is Kaz has been silent. But mm-hmm. um, during all this, Sam has been doing research. He's just doing what Sam does best. You put Sam in a um, library and he, you know, he, he's going to read a book. It's like, that's what yeah. Sam does. He's, you put him in a library, he's going to lie. You know, that's what you mm-hmm. do, that's in what you do in a library. Absolutely. You lie. <laughs> um, so he, he was doing some research. He, he was going down a rabbit hole. I don't he explains it. I'm not going to, cause I don't know what he did. Um, uh, but he was checking some old records and he basically, he finds this group of rabbis from world war two. Um, and he's looking into, this group of rabbis, because there seem to be, I think, the Judah Initiative. I think it comes up here. That's this, this yeah. group, sort of like the Men of Letters. They were allies of the Men of Letters in, in a way. And um, he finds out about this guy Isaac Bass, who was seventeen when he joined the Judah Initiative in, in well, during World War Two. When he was seventeen, so he he was still alive up until two weeks ago when he burst into pl- into flame. And Dean, I can't tell. He's like half skeptical, half excited. Like, oh, so all right, we, we found a case. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, this is, um, uh, like, he's he's kind of, like, I think Dean makes a comment, like, oh, I, I just got back. Uh, the idea of a Judah initiative is, is really interesting to me. It makes me think of, um, oh, what is the Tarantino movie? The one in World War II with Brad Pitt killing, killing uh, Nazis. Bastards. Yeah, Inglorious Bastards. Like, it makes me think of that crew that they put together um because they were like saboteurs but they also were magic guys so like they were like you know saboteur wizard rabbis that were fighting nazis in world war ii which is just dope as hell like i'm all into that yeah oh yeah extremely good um so sam heads to the library at the not not the not the one at the bunker the one at the at the campus and starts asking around um he Oh, so while he's doing that, we, we sort of see he, he goes in there, he starts asking about um, what the rabbi was looking for, kind of, he's saying like, hey, I was his research assistant, uh, what did he, what was he looking for when he was here? And the guy was like, yeah, he was here all, all the, the freaking time, this is the last thing that he looked at. So we set Sam off to go do that. Meanwhile, Dean heads to the bar where um, the rabbi caught on fire. Campus and pub, everybody. To, it's called the, 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 the incredibly campus well-named pub. campus pub. Campus pub. Um, if the shoe fits, I mean, uh, if the pub fits, Dean, so he, Dean heads there, he starts talking to the waitresses, it's a standard Dean stuff. He's actually not being too lecherous here. He's just listening to their stories. Um, and, and they, they write the rabbi, these women as, as kind of ditzy, right? Like they're, yeah, they're, they're very yeah. like back and forth with each other. And they tell him like, he was always talking about, uh, weird stuff. And he's like, weird stuff. I mean, you can tell like, Oh my, this, this sounds like one of our, this sounds like our kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and says, you know, Oh yeah. He was always talking about Nazi necromancers. And while this conversation is happening, a dude, a dude that we have not seen before, is in the background kind of, like, giving Dean the look, uh, mm-hmm. like, kind of waving or whatever. Uh, and, and then we go back over to Sam, who, instead of the Red Ledger, when he finds this book, he finds the North American Guide to Birds. So, obviously, yes. the, the rabbi did a switcheroo. Meanwhile, yeah. Dean confronts this guy and says, uh, hey, I've, I've seen your face. Why are you following me? And the guy was like, oh, I... I just thought we kind of had a moment and like after you finished your business or whatever, like we could maybe have a thing. And Dean, I have, it is astonishing how awkward Dean is about this. Like he doesn't has, oh, yeah. has no idea what to do. This poor repressed dude just needs to accept the fact that he is probably bisexual and just get on with yeah. his life. Yep. 
He's like, at first you can tell he's like, whoa, buddy. But then he's like kind of flattered. And then mm-hmm. he's just sort of like confused. He doesn't know what to do with it. And then the guy is like, yeah, no, I'm not like, sorry, not creeping on you. Even this, even though that's not true. This scene is like funny. And it's surprisingly, I didn't think it came off as homophobic. Um, it just seemed like it was light cover for this dude but like we he, aaron is this character doesn't seem like the type of dude who was smooth enough to pull something like that off not at all like yeah. i thought that he was going to be a little bit more in the know about everything uh buddy but that's uh that is not true <laughs> I, th- I think the i think the reason the scene works is because he doesn't know who dean is and mm-hmm. it's not until dean like puts out his uh fbi um badge that he's like oh wait i i thought this was something else like i think he was just following around trying to try to figure out who dean was if he was one of these yeah. people following uh his dad or his grandfather and when he's not he's like oh i'll just play this off as a as a gay thing yeah that makes sense um but the dean when he's but it's all said and done he goes oh, oh, okay citizen as you were yeah as you were <laughs> sam calls uh, uh yeah. and, and kind of explains this <clears throat> explain what's happening and says um and dean kind of talks about the him being followed and sam's like oh that explains it i've got something stuck to my shoe as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and dean instantly is like you're being followed where are they getting these code words i got something stuck on my shoe they had a long drive from kansas to pennsylvania and they just you know they, they added that one to the repertoire chris if you're if you were at the at the club right and uh-huh. you noticed you were being followed uh mm-hmm. and, you, and you called me up and you wanted my help to get to the club I don't know why you're calling me. I live like 5,000 miles away. Definitely call somebody else. (laughs) Call call Jess, maybe. I'm very patient. But like, what would be your code name? Like, do you have something stuck on your shoe? Do you have a a fly that won't go away? Like, what what, what do you think it would be? Oh, I don't know. It would be, it would be definitely be something stupid. Like, like something with hunks. Mm -hmm. Um, the, you know, the, 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 there's two, two hunks in the nest is Okay. Those are just words coming out yeah, of my yeah, mouth. Yeah, there's a, that's good. You got, you got one too many hunks in the nest, maybe? Is yeah. that what you're going yeah. for? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got a real sticky... I would say it's the Destiel dupe. It's the Destiel dupe. You got a real sticky hunk situation? These hunks just won't leave you alone? It was the St- Sam Steel sneak. <laughs> Sam Steel sneak. <laughs> so, uh, Dean goes to try to figure out who's following Sam. Um uh, also, he tells Sam, I-, "I thought I was being followed earlier too, but it turned out to just be a gay thing, which is one of the funniest things." <laughs> Sam is like, "What? Uh, what are you? Is Castiel there?" Um, so, so yes, I, I love this here because they're like, "Okay, we'll meet up in a minute." Like, I'm just gonna go walk somewhere and make myself vulnerable and like drop my keys. Also, we're gonna then, wait three hours because so it can be nighttime during this scene. because yeah, <laughs> Sam was supposed to go pick Dean up at campus pub, but instead he had to walk back. No, it's all in the same. Ca- this is bullshit they just wait three hours i guess mm-hmm. so uh as you mentioned sam like walks to the impala and like pretends to drop his keys and kneel down uh and we see from the bushes this 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 large child this golem from earlier uh like watching sam when dean sneaks up behind him to do the classic double brother bluff and is immediately overwhelmed with just how huge this guy is mm-hmm. and this thing picks him up and just tosses him like 20 or 30 feet and it's I'm pretty sure he goes to the window of the impala which yes. is like the second time in two episodes that a fucking window of the impala has been broken the uh the golem runs towards uh sam who gets a knife out and manages to like sink the knife in its arm but it doesn't bleed like this is a this is a definitely a creature yeah that he looks gives like it a the huge full, man like 
Sam Winchester hunk slash, and it doesn't get make it all the way through that guy's forearm. Yeah, it's it's vicious. Um, but our guy from earlier, Aaron, the gay guy, uh, presumably gay, uh, shows up, and it was like, oh, this is my golem. Like he, he and he controls it. He basically tells him to like calm down. Uh, which is, I, I think this is probably the point that I should mention. Like I have no actual experience or really knowledge outside of popular culture and like books and, and stuff that I've read uh, about Judaism or any of this stuff. Like I've, I know what a golem is. Like I've, I've seen that, that reference in stories and things like that before, but I don't know how well or accurately supernatural is portraying this stuff. I would imagine yeah. not very. <laughs> probably not. It's um, probably about as accurate as they get Christianity. Sure. Um, yeah. Which I is do, I, all I, over the place. I personally think that this is kind of cool. Yes, um, I do too. It just, yeah, it just works for me. And maybe, maybe it's because I feel like I understand Christianity better because I was raised that way. So I, like, I have, I have a better grip on it in a way to make me say, oh, this is based on some, you know, religious text, but it's fantasy. This is all pure fantasy. But with this, since I don't have that understanding, it, it has a little bit more mystique to it, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can definitely see that. I, and all of that is just to say, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, like we're we're going to be using a lot of words like Hebrew and Golem and Judaism and things like that, and like I don't I don't know how well this shit was portraying this stuff. It yeah, fe yeah. it feels, I, and I, what we're going to learn about Aaron pretty quickly when they go back to Aaron's hotel room uh, is that he inherited this Golem from his grandfather. Like he woke up one day and it was just on a box outside. Uh, his grandfather had already told always told him all of these crazy supernatural stories about him and his buddies, but he just thought they were just making shit up to disguise the horrors that they dealt with in World War II. And uh, his grandfather always said, you were going to inherit the mantle, which turned out to be this golem, which is a, a being that's of clay that's animated by, you know, rabbis <laughs> and sent out to yeah. destroy Nazis. Like it's, yes. it's that thing. Um, Into it. I, I like this idea a whole lot where we're also going to learn about Aaron is he's, he's not really a great, like he's not practicing Judaism, right? Like he's not practicing, right. practicing being Jewish. So like all of this stuff just is, is it's like if, if I got in, inherit if I inherited a, uh, a sword that was made from a nail of the the cross from a nail of the crucifixion, right? I'd be God, like, I, I would be so fucking I, jealous. I don't, I don't know what to do with this thing. Like I don't, it has a <laughs> giant name. Like I can't pronounce it. It's really uh, sharp. Like it, it shines uh, all the time when bad stuff happens. I don't like that. Like I would just make that up. I'm stealing that from my novel. Oh no, no, that's definitely a Dresden thing. The Harry uh, Dresden novel thing. Cause I'm Damn it, Dresden. <laughs> I can't stop reading Harry Dresden. Novels dope idea though. Dope idea. I gotta give it to him. Uh, um, it turns out that yeah, uh, that sword is also the sword of Arthur too. So, yeah is this the part where he says like hey sorry i'm not really gay because dean seems a little bit crestfallen when he finds that out oh i didn't i didn't pick up on that no I don't, I don't know if that was here or not dean he gives a look and it could be interpreted as like oh okay like you fooled me or like almost maybe like relief like you know i'm typical dean or it was just like a oh, well okay like i mean that's i guess it was all a lie i get that that's that's fine too i guess um you know no whatever I'm not. I'm not upset at all. Sure, I'm not. No, everything's fine. I'm just. I'm gonna go pray to Castiel. Maybe we'll answer. <laughs> Fucking answer. Uh, during this whole conversation, the the golem is like loudly stomping through this apartment, <laughs> and like every once in a while, like punctuating one of his sentences with like crushing a table or something. Um, 
he's very upset at this at this kid because the kid, as he says, this boy knows nothing. He labors on the Sabbath and dines on swine. Like it's, it's yeah. the golem yeah. has some of the best lines in this fucking show, episode, man. I love it so it's much. Good stuff. Yeah, and he keeps saying that Aaron is supposed to take charge, and he's saying it in Hebrew. And and Aaron is like, yeah, I don't know what he means by that. Take charge. I don't know what the hell that means. Um, Also during this, they're being watched outside again by Nazis. Um, Yeah. And then they start talking about the enemy. It was the Thule Society, which are Nazi necromancers. Yep. Um, And this is where, you know, we sort of, we connect the dots from the the missing two weeks where uh, Aaron got a call from his grandfather. We saw that phone call um, where the grandfather gave him a set of numbers and he didn't know what those numbers were. But thankfully, uh, Smamford U educated Sam Winchester is in the room. The biggest nerd in the fucking room. Tom's in. That, that, that <laughs> is a Library of Congress filing number. He's a fucking nerd. Even the golem turns to Sam and it, with like a look of like, are you serious? You fucking knew like, that? <laughs> you fucking geek. Get a life, dweeb. Um, Sam and Dean also explain that they're kind of attached to the men of letters, which is uh, what causes the golem to, to kind of relax and not be quite so aggro to them. So like that, they, they do mm-hmm. kind of explain their history a little bit. Um, so they decide that everybody is going to the library to find this book um so th- with the idea that this the rabbi bass like took it out of the storage place and swapped it with another book sam goes upstairs by himself because there has to be tension somehow in this episode <laughs> otherwise he doesn't need help <laughs> getting books out of a library that's the one thing sam Winchester doesn't need help Dude, with. stop it don't fa- i told you i'm okay stop it i'm both i'm fine let me alone he likes to fantasize about making out with amy in the library because i think that's where he first met her it is yeah he started crushing on that girl pretty hard uh he's just up there having his erotic fantasies in his own head minding his own business dean has learned to stay away from sam in the library because she might actually sam's in a library yeah even aaron i think he says like hey shouldn't you go with your brother and dean's like ah it's not such a great idea yeah yeah i don't want to get stung up there you know what i'm saying aaron's like no i do not understand that please explain he once broke into a college and when i went upstairs to meet him he was in nothing but a t-shirt and his socks and i just you know it was just too much just it's just awkward. Put some pants on. Take that shirt off. Jesus Christ. Uh, just, the fucking the white t-shirt and the grubby white socks. Yep, absolutely. No like ankle socks with nothing on underneath, right? Like not even the tidy white is on. Yeah, just just hanging it nothing out there. That's just naked. Mm-hmm. Paris Hilton filming it in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> So Sam finds so, the book, uh, yeah. and as soon as he does, he gets blow darted because we are yeah. dealing with Nazi necromancers with blow darts, Chris. Yep, yep. Um, and it's like it's pretty serious. He, you know, he takes this dart to the neck. You can immediately see this like purple black like ooze sort of starting to spread across his neck. Mm-hmm. And this guy is like coming at him, trying to get the book from him. And, and Sam is able to. Uh, boot a a like cart of books at the guy, knock him over, and then he kind of stumbles down towards the sand, <laughs> down the stairs towards Dean, where everybody's hanging out, just yelling necromancers, Nazi necromancers, before passing out from this uh, from this blow dart, which I just think is incredibly hilarious, incredibly supernatural for Sam Winchester, this giant moose of a man stumbling down a flight of stairs, yelling necromancers. The best part of the blow dart is that it doesn't have like blow dart poison in it; it's a spell somehow like that's the great it's a fucking spell like he shot a blue dart like he's he's like the fucking uh witch doctor in diablo 3 he shot a blue dart and like caused somebody to get haunted like that is fucking great yeah it's incredibly good um so the golem 
starts getting involved. Um, I think does Dean run? Oh yeah, Dean starts to run upstairs, and the golem goes with him because uh, Aaron also gets hit with the dart. Yeah, and so now it's just Dean with his gun and this giant clay monster. So the golem runs upstairs. He fucks that Nazi right up, and I was wondering why it was making so much noise as we see the golem then dragging the Nazi back down the stairs. And this is the Nazi who we've seen outside. He was mm-hmm. watching the rabbi. He was watching them earlier. So we've seen this dude a few times. Um, but yeah, he's just being dragged down the stairs and it's because all of his bones are broken because the golem smashed him to bits yep um it's 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 pretty messed up it's one Um, of the things i like about this episode because i really expected this blonde nazi guy to be like our main villain throughout all of this Uh, and so mm -hmm. to see any time that they take a like an enemy or a somebody that they're actively fighting against and just kill them very early in the episode i'm always pretty excited to see that like that's 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 fun for me um, yeah, he uh the last thing he says is long live the fools i think and um since it's a spell they know they have to kill the person who created the spell in order to to stop the effects of it so the golem just snaps this dude's neck and it's just something about it it's like very uh i don't know <laughs> it's just very visceral with all broken bones and everything it's 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 dark it feels um it's just a lot more physical. Dean's reaction um, to yeah. uh, long live the Thule after the next snap is just to be like, or not. Or not, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Really reminds me of that we won prayer over that <laughs> that world, the Civil War guy from a few episodes back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so after that, a short time passes and um, Sam quickly recovered. Aaron takes a little bit longer. And when he wakes up, he's in the back of the Impala, I think. Yes. Um, and he's he's looking out. <laughs> I love Sam this so Dean much. Just fucking digging a hole, burying the body, and then burning it. And the best part about all of this, Sam, is right? He's looking at them doing all of this. Um, and first of all, I think Sam or Dean, one of them, it's Dean says, uh, "It's like a bag of Legos. The golem destroyed this guy. He's just all these broken bones." Um, and then we see we see Aaron in the car, and he says, "Oh my god, these guys are psychopaths." And that's right as, like, I think Dean, you know, lights the body on fire. We see the flames shoot up. And then they're just standing there. And, like, Sam rubs his hands together and, like, puts them over the Sam fire to warm up. Sam does the campfire thing. I love this so much. Like, oh, this necromancer is warm. Ooh, I've been and the chilly camera is, like, the camera's inside <laughs> the Impala looking out as we see this. And just to be, like... <laughs> From this far away, it almost looks normal what they're doing, but then when you think about it, it's like, holy shit, these guys are fucking psychos. That's a burning human body, and Sam's like, ooh, it's toasty out here. Ooh, this feels nice. It's, I was getting a little chill. <laughs> that, you know, libraries <laughs> always make me cold and horny. You know that, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> cold and horny, the Sam Winchester story. <laughs> So uh, uh, <laughs> Sam and Dean have a brief discussion about this, this golem and Aaron. I think this is where the first time Aaron gets named. Um, but uh, later at breakfast, they're uh, they're like looking through this book and realize that it's in a ledger and it's an accounting of uh, a Nazi camp where they were performing all of these experiments. And that's and the golem yeah. chimes in and is like, yeah, I was there. I was the one that destroyed it. Um, the, he has a really great line here, which I might actually cut in, where he's like, said something like, I was made in the ghetto of Itzbesk to tear that hell down. I broke its walls. It's men. Like that's fucking. The golem has <laughs> the best like lines that, in yeah. this in this episode yeah. by far. Um, they ask what it means to because uh, he keeps telling this and and he keeps saying this word to Aaron, which means take charge. Uh, the trivia on the Wikipedia t- t- page t- told me that this is not a real word at all. By the way, so it's just a fake made up okay. thing that they said. Just magic, right? Um, they find out that uh, Aaron was left a a book 
of basically golem commands to be able to control this thing uh and he kind of drifted away from the the right path and he tore out the pages <laughs> and he smoked them <laughs> He was so ridiculous. And he was like, oh, they were these perfect, like, glossy pages. They're perfect for rolling. Dean gives a shrug as if he understands. Dean, you've never smoked pot in your whole life. I don't care what you try. Dean is such a straight edge. He doesn't even know. I mean, he drinks IPA, Chris. He doesn't drink real beer. Craft IPAs. I forgot Dean's not really an alcoholic anymore. No, no, they just kind of got away from that for a little while. Um, It'll come back to it, I'm sure. The the golems line here, which the boy smoked the pages, is one of... I like we were I, I must have said that to Autumn like five times last night as we were like getting ready for dinner and everything. The boy smoked the page. I can't I can't Chris that is the funniest goddamn line in this whole thing. It's very good. That's very good. Uh he, the golem is understandably extremely upset about that. Uh Sam is looking over this ledger and saying like, Oh, well the fool was trying to figure out how to bring the dead back to life and they they actually worked it out because looking at the roster, like there's a bunch of dead people that they're now saying are alive. Uh, but luckily, you can't kill them. You have to, you have to headshot them. You have to shoot them in the head and then burn the body within twelve hours. Which doesn't seem like hard for like that seems like an easy one for the Winchesters, right? That's just sort of what that's like so a what they do. once a week thing at least. So at this point, we see a car pull up to the library. Uh, it's a very fancy black car. Uh, out walks this dude who looks kind of like a Nazi and is also the necromancer from the cold open. Yeah, just so happens to be uh, the the necromancer who cast uh, fiery blood magic earlier in the episode. Him and his um, assistant are like exploring this library, and he knows mm-hmm. that his that his his the guy was killed there. He knows the other Nazi was killed there, uh, but they cleaned it up so that you know they burned the body so he didn't have a ch- his ghost doesn't have a chance to stay around and tell him what happened. Uh, which I think is actually kind of cool. Like this dude, like oh yeah, one of ours died. I need to go see if I can either resurrect him or talk to his ghost. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I like that in the cold open, they're speaking German with German subtitles, uh, but now they're just speaking in heavy German accents, even sure. they're, though they're two German guys alone mm. with each other. <laughs> Wearing some extremely Nazi-looking clothes, driving a Nazi-looking yeah. car, like they have everything but the fucking insignia on their on their arm right at this point. Yeah, just just speak German. You guys are alone. It's okay. Um, he does find some uh, clay in the stacks, so he knows mm-hmm. that uh, he knows that his these his magical enemies. critters are just always like leaving bits. Like, why is there always sulfur? So, why is there always it's ectoplasm? So fucking gross, man! Just why once, is there just clay? Just once, I want to see Crowley uh, like walk out of a room and just grab a handful of sulfur out of his pocket and just throw it behind him before is he disappears. Is that what they're doing? It has to is be. What what, what, like, what orifice are they falling? Or is it just like the 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 physical manifestation of their aura leaves this behind when they're gone like once the aura from them has faded there is just i really i just really prefer the idea of them having like a salt shaker full of sulfur and they're just sprinkling is it just in like places. humans with dust in all their pockets <laughs> sulfur in all my pockets yeah <laughs> this the season where john winchester gets turned into a demon <laughs> oh man so yeah these um these nazis they can't talk to their dead nazi pal because they um <laughs> They, the, the, the corpse was burned which cuts off communication which is fun and they're like these guys know what they're doing that's not a good german accent everybody shut up i don't need to hear about it aaron finds sam and dean investigating how to kill the golem uh we get a little scene where sam is like there's so much lore about this like it's it's one of those situations where everybody has written about this so you don't know what's true uh you, you just there's too many options basically and aaron comes in and it's like you know, understandably upset about this. I'm just like, what do you, what do you try to do? Like, I thought you were supposed to help us. And like, Hey, look, you can't control the dude. <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Yeah. We need to figure I out appreciate- that, like if something has to be done. 
here Aaron finally starts to be like, you know, he's taking a little bit of responsibility now. Mm-hmm. When he hears them talking about killing the thing, he's like, that's, you know, you you have no right to do this. Even though I think that their response to this is is a fitting one. They're like, you know, it's just, just in case we like to have this in our back pocket in case shit gets bad and we need to kill this giant clay monster. There's a reason Superman gave Batman that kryptonite bullet. You know what I'm saying? Right. Just right. in case. Just in case. I don't actually know if that happened in the comics. It or does not, feel like, I, mean, I, I feel like I wouldn't have thought to do that, like, if writing this episode because like oh Superman, well, the, so. <laughs> well they, they you know they find out that this golem is he's good he's he's trying to help them so that's fine uh he's killing nazis but sam and dean would very much still be like well we need to make sure that we know how to kill this because like if it can't go wrong it will go wrong absolutely uh the this conversation is interrupted by nazi necromancers nazi uh necromancers. they burst through the door Uzi's blaring. The trivia and the, on the Wikipedia made a note that this, uh, all of these uh, Uzis that they're using are Israeli-made, which the Nazis would probably not like. So that's kind of a weird, ironic thing. But I'm sure it's just set dressing. Who cares? Interesting. Um, so they quickly come in. The golem goes to attack Eckhart, who is the main Nazi necromancer. And he does a spell that just causes the golem to freeze. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> and he, he d- walks in. The Winchesters are very quickly subdued. Uh, Aaron is very quickly subdued. They've all got guns on them. Uh, they, you could tell like Sam and Dean are trying to like look around and try to figure out how they're going to Winchester their way out of this. And there's nothing, nothing really happening. Meanwhile, they're looking for this red ledger and one of the goons finally finds it. And he's like, starts telling like this joke because he's about to kill all of these people when, uh, Aaron like cracks him on the head with a, with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> this whole time Dean has been like looking at different guns on the floor, like trying to see which ones he can get to, like making eye contact contact with with Aaron and trying to be like pick up pick up the shotgun over there he doesn't pick up the shotgun he he picks up uh, a club but it's it's enough to get everybody moving again oh and I, I skipped a spot Eckhart explains that uh Aaron never took control of the golem and he makes the scroll drop out of the golem's mouth oh, and yeah. uh, you were supposed to write your name on the scroll and put it back in his mouth which seems like a real bad way to control something but whatever I'm not yeah it's, um, it's, it's in the lore <laughs> yes yeah, it's, it's in the lore now uh so once Aaron cracks this dude over the head, the boys get the advantage. They shoot Eckhart. Uh, they shoot yeah, the goons. Yeah, just like shoot these. They two just other just Nazis. fucking murder these three goons. Like just I mean, bye. which is great. I'm so happy yeah. that we're murdering Nazis and on Supernatural. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like whoever wrote this was like, yeah, then Sam and Dean shoot the fucking Nazis. Hell yeah! I want to. I want to. I want to see the high five in the wider room. Like, woo! Yeah, yeah. shoot Nazis, everybody. Yeah, it was just. So and so was was reading this off from from the script that he wrote, and somebody else just nodding with a pencil behind his ear, just going "fuck yeah, they do, fuck yeah, they do." So uh, they they leave. We don't see him leave. The, the scene just ends. But the next scene, they come back from having buried and burned all of these necromancers, these Nazi necromancers. The golem Can is. We talk about the double headshot on Eckhart. No, I didn't. No, I, I, did I miss the double headshot? What they happened? both? Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Um. So they. Yeah, they killed they killed the random dudes. One dude escapes with the ledger, I think. Is that true? Somebody escapes. I'm trying to go back through here and make sure that I didn't miss anything. Um they yeah, they shoot okay, maybe this is where they kill Hecker. I don't know. Sam and Dean both shoot, I'm pretty sure they shoot both shoot Eckhart in the head. One bullet on like each side of his head, and it's incredibly fuck yeah gamer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> God, time to get turned up, bro. Come on. Time to get turned up, bro. <laughs> time to go. Time to go roast some Nazi necro. I don't know what this voice is. Let's go. Let's, let's move on. I don't know what it is either. Yeah, I don't. I don't like what I'm doing there. Uh, 
So they get back having roasted the Nazi necromancers and the golem is still unmoving. He's just like stock still, not responding to anything. Um, Aaron says like the Thule are still out there. They're still going to be hunting. Uh, my grandpa left me something to do uh, and I, I'm the only one that can do it. So he, he writes his name on the scroll and he feeds it back to the golem, which is kind of like, you know, hey, let's, let's, let's go hunt some Nazis. And this is my main problem with this episode, Chris, because if you can't tell, like, we're, we're, we're done. Like, we're going to be done with this episode mm-hmm. in just a few minutes, which is crazy because, I, I mean, is this, it, they just leave. <laughs> they just go away. We never see it. these guys That's again. just the end of it. It's just like now Aaron and the Golem, I guess, will fight the Thule. And that's it. They could have been the big bad for the season. They're so much fun. They could. Killing I mean, Nazis they good, could have been man. like a reoccurring like the uh, Nazi necromancers could be like the the villain for every single season of Supernatural. I would be totally definitely. into. It. But uh, like I, I definitely feel like they're like Garth level of you know side characters, right? Like, I, mm-hmm. but they're gone. And like I always call this out. I, mean, I guess it's a spoiler in, in some way. But like they they don't ever show up again. So like we. I mean, the guy that's playing the golem does. He's in like two other episodes that are, you know, it's supernatural, but not with this character, like as other people. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you just need a big, large, a big, large dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, like this, they just go away. Like, oh yeah, have some other stuff to do. See, see you later. Say, like, they don't even say goodbye. They just like they just leave. Like, scene ends, and like that's it. I think I don't know. Maybe people don't like this episode as much as we did. Maybe they felt like doing like Nazi stuff was just didn't fit enough with supernatural, but. I, I'm into it. it. I could see them being like a well. Even as I say this, it maybe it's a little insensitive, but I could see them being like a B plot to certain seasons where they're this like nefarious group on the side who they're they're not ending the world, but they're still doing bad stuff. And every once in a while, Sam and Dean need to step in and try to stomp them out a little bit. But yeah, maybe maybe them being a real thing from real life that's really awful was what kept them from really diving into it too much further than this. Um, obviously it's always been said that the, the Nazis were into the occult. So it, it, it even does fit in that regard with supernatural, but I, I can sort of see why they would leave it. I just wish we at least got some sort of mention of it or Aaron and the golem or something. We don't even get our, our normal, like good to meet you, Dean. And you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. or an awkward, like, Hey, I actually am kind of gay for you. Like, or what, you know what I'm saying? Like we don't even get our, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we don't even get any closure get an on this guy. Kiss on the cheek from some girl. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or like a full makeout session with some, you know, priest daughter. Come on, Sam. Yeah, while, your, while your brother just whistles and turns around. <laughs> Keep it in your pants, Sam. I know you went to the library, but come on, take care of yourself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Cold and horny. <laughs> I'm so cold and I'm so horny. <laughs> Then put your jeans back on, Sam. <laughs> Why did you leave the socks on? That's so it's weird. Just, there's a pile on the floor, and it's shoes, <laughs> jeans, underwear, jacket, and flannel, but t-shirt and socks remain. That's weird. I don't know why that is the image. It is fucking in my head. Oh yeah, dude. It's it's a hundred percent. Like it's that it's that scene from the episode where he uh, has sex with um, Amelia that last time, and he's mm-hmm. just in the bed looking at her, like judging her for having had sex with him and judging himself for having sex with her, and like it, it just wearing that Smith shirt that he has to wear to be able to finish yeah. so uh oh. so we go back to the bunker um dean arrives i think it's uh in the afternoon and he asks what De- what sam is doing and sam says he's uh updating the the men of letters library he's actually like filling this out like it was uh dad's diary like this is something that mm-hmm. he's and uh, f- for a minute you think that dean is going to kind of make fun of him for it but he doesn't he yeah, actually he's he- like oh so you're uh men of letters now huh or is that what we're doing but it's not as derisive as he as he sounds. No, no, he actually comes over and says like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm happy that you're doing this. Like, this is a good yeah. thing to be doing." 
and yeah, we now we now the boys have a base of operations, a pretty dope base of operations, too. Hell yeah, the set is really cool. I know we said that earlier, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna. I think we can get used to seeing you know these boys hanging out here because it looks it looks good. Yeah, uh, it's a cool set, and um, yeah, I mean, I think. I think Dean's just excited. That's it, you know he says I think it's good that you're doing this because you know because then I because I don't have to do it. Um, uh, but no, it, it this is this is a cool scene. Dean saying you know I I am glad that you're doing this. This this does seem like a good fit for Sam. Uh, it's good work that they're doing. It can be helpful to them and to other people. Uh, and Dean pours them two glasses of whiskey and he hands one to Sam, who like <laughs> you could even tell he's like whoa. I wasn't expecting this from you, Dean. Um, but yeah, he hands him the whiskey, and then Dean kind of just kicks up, puts his feet up on the table, and they they cheers each other and take a sip, and we sort of fade back. Yeah, and I am all into the boys having a base of operations like this. Uh, I'm actually very much into the men of letters in general right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, I don't. I, I remember some stuff that happens and some other stuff, but like as it stands right now, I like the idea of taking this kind of prissy organization and having the Winchesters basically turn it to their own needs uh which are much different from the 1950s right like they're in a whole different ball game as far as you know the cosmic entities on earth so i think right. this is going to be good like having this 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 amount of research and it's going to shortcut us in a lot of ways like having a giant library for the boys to depend on eliminates the old white guy telling them something from about the the local <laughs> yeah. monster like it, it, at any point that like, you can just show sam walking out of a room and sam going oh i just read about this and it's da 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 yeah. and we can yeah, just get a- on with it <laughs> great like plot device and how they just have all this stuff yeah exactly so uh i'm excited um, i've really liked this episode as as, as i i've been man, really excited so, to talk about it soon the preview for the next episode i saw like the little brief you know description on netflix um this is what i just remembered season eight being about i i kind of forgot about most of what happened before this okay so the the tagline on next week's episode is Kevin deciphers the tablet. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just looked at the one after that, and the one after that is Dean really doesn't like witches in all the capital letters. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like, I, if I thought about what season eight was, I would have told you it was mostly. I would have told you mostly season seven stuff. To be honest with you, like I, I was yeah. kind of confused. Uh, so the the stuff that's happening looking forward is like what I remember out of season eight besides this this one particular episode. So I'm excited, man. Like this is we're we're more than halfway through the season and I, I think season eight is extremely strong so far. Yeah. Out, outside thanks. outside of the the opening, right? Like you have to kind of yeah, get had, once you get past the million, opening. Yeah. Any any but, oh the, the fucking flashbacks, Chris. This is coming together. It's it really feels like this is season eight point five or like this could be season nine like it do, it feels different than than what we had before like think of like Purgatory Benny Amelia that already feels so long ago. It's just because we're old, Chris. It doesn't have anything it's to do with the show. It's because we're so old and tired and our bodies are failing. Yep. Uh, if you want to support our bodies, <laughs> you can go to patreon.com slash monster of the week. That's our slogan. Patreon uh, keeps trying to shut us down. <laughs> you can get access to the discord. If you want to, um, hear us talk about our failing bodies and all of their medical problems. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you can get episodes early, which means you can hear us talk about our medical problems and failing bodies earlier than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also get cool other features We're uh, we're the first month has come in, uh, two out of the three people have told us what they want us to do for monster of the week presents. Uh, so I'm excited to get those out. So if you're a patron, you'll get those exclusively. Uh, we may or may not release those publicly. We haven't really talked about it. I don't know how that's going to work out. We'll probably just leave them Patreon exclusive for a while. Uh, but definitely do that. Go check all that stuff out. Yeah, support our bodies. 
support our our poor failing old bodies uh, chris where can you be found on twitter if the people enjoy this kind of content i am at local bones on twitter i am at jg greer uh, the podcast is at motw cast you can find all of those links and more at monsterweek.cool we'll see you next week with um kevin deciphering the tablet yeah no sweat <laughs> or coffee like still like not still in the cup but having dissected that it's dissected having gone bad let's just go ahead and say gone bad <laughs> definitely feels that way uh, excuse me man I'm sorry I was texting you <laughs> are you texting me I was texting you with an episode title I didn't want to forget well, I, I, if you don't think that I've already not written that down dude <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt the podcast to say it, but that's what I was doing. Now it's in the outtakes. Congratulations. Uh, Hello? <clears throat> Hello? I tried to give you a soft throat clear there so that uh, I wouldn't frighten you. Well, I was I was expecting based on your previous text, so... I had to restart this shit, but Discord's popping off again. No problem. I don't know why. I was doing all sorts of uh, vamping while trying to get it to start, but... It, no it's good. gone. It's gone now. Oh, well, that's that's all wasted. Yep, had to re- had to restart. Um, I did, however, just uh, snap my headphones, like the they're you know the the bigger ones that go over your head. I don't know what they're called. Um, the cans. Yeah, and I uh, I pulled them up to like bring them around my head, and I let go with one hand a little bit, and it just smacked me across the face. So that's feeling good. Uh, also, my lamp is out, so I'm sitting in mostly the dark. I have a little table lamp. Um, and I'm ready to talk about some Nazi necromancers. <laughs> You're having a day, Chris. I'm having a day. I'm always sick now. That's my new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but who gives a shit, right? Oh, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't have any sympathy for you whatsoever. I'm kidding. I really do feel bad that you're sick all the time. It's cool. <clears throat> That's just a misery. Right. That's one of those things uh, where you just you just don't know how bad you feel until eventually you get better and realize how bad you were before. Mm-hmm. It's pretty miserable. Yeah, I changed my uh, diet. Like I got rid of all my bad food and got new better food. Um, and I think that the from the things I was looking at online adjusting to basically being healthy can actually make it seem like you're not healthy for a couple days yes um because your body is like bro <laughs> what's a vegetable where's all the beer and grease that you usually feed me yeah. this is what i have built I'm, myself to manage yeah i'm used to store that shit out <laughs> but this broccoli what are you doing so i think <laughs> this is gonna I'll hurt okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um i should be okay i hope if not then time to find a new doctor <laughs> probably a good idea to do that anyway yeah yeah it doesn't hurt to have a doctor on yeah. hand i mean when so, i went to see um, mine it just told me to, it, he just told me to stop drinking so that's what they always say yeah yeah i mean stop that's drinking so hey doc i know that part <laughs> like you need to doc, give me something more more in depth please i'm well aware doc and i'm entirely unable to do that yeah yeah like i'm like it's a hell world and we live in in 2018 please just mm-hmm. uh, please give me some this some earth peace. only has 12 years left just let me have this yeah Please do the butt check and then leave me in peace. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) 
No gloves, Doc. I thought I made that clear that when you do the butt check, I don't want you to wear gloves. I'm a, I'm just a couple years from having to do that, and I'm I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> you sound thrilled. Uh, my dad had had one done uh, a couple of years ago, and for whatever reason, he he needed. I think his his wife was out of town or whatever, so he's like, "Hey, uh, I'm going to be out of it. I need you to pick me up." And uh, I was like, "All right, cool." Uh, so I, I picked him up and I dropped him off and then uh, picked him up like however long later and they I guess they just gave him like a like a super general anesthetic so he was just fucking out of it the dude was loopy oh. and like you know we went he was like I can't eat solid foods and I'm starving because you have to not eat the day before or whatever mm-hmm. and I was like cool uh, I guess what what about it? like a Sonic shake he goes that would be fucking perfect so we go to Sonic I get him a shake and like. Again, he's kind of loopy and out of it. We're going back to his house, and as he's like drinking the shake, he's like, "God, this is so good! Can I get a Sonic shake right now?" And I'm like, "You're you're you're you're, you're having one in your hand." And he kind of looks down and he's like, "I'm gonna need another one." I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. Let's just go back to Sonic. That's no problem." Uh, that's good. That's good. Mm. One of my friends has had it done, and I don't know why. He was fine, and he didn't need it, but he was fine. Like he just kind of volunteered for it. I don't know. I think he said he like thought he did, so he got it. I don't remember, but everybody was giving him a hard time about it because it's hard being a young man around other young men, you know. Yeah, and having having yeah having you know medical procedures that involve your butt, you're going to get made fun of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Men just aren't ready. <laughs> They're ready to talk about these things one not, day. Not Sam and Dean will get us there. Not at all. We had a uh, um I had lunch today, and uh, the the little chick behind the bar um was telling us about like whatever her favorite things to eat there and she ended it um and she said you know i just got to make sure when i eat that that i'm around a bathroom because it goes right through you and then she kind of looked at us and she's like oh hey i'll be right back and i like looked at autumn and i was like <laughs> why would she ever tell us that <laughs> that's such a weird thing yeah yeah don't, you don't have to tell that to your customers you can just like not say that it's absolutely not a detail that you needed to give your customers. Have you, uh, have, this, have, did, go ahead. Did bringing it up, you think made like her be like, Oh shit. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Like, why do I have? Yeah. yeah. I hope that's what it was because I hope she, she learned like, maybe I shouldn't be telling our customers this. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just remembered something was um, burning on the stove. I don't know. Have you heard of the, uh, Netflix show American Vandal? Yeah. Um, so the second season of that came out. And I'd heard through the grapevine that it was something, quote, diarrhea related. And uh, I have like a very low threshold for shit humor, um, especially if it's like realistic. Like I can play the binding of Isaac and shoot cute poops all day. Like that doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the moment that there's like anything approximating the real thing on the screen, I'm just kind of noping out. Like I don't want to see it. Yeah, no, I'm not not into it. Um, And the first season was really good. Like this little mock documentary with characters that you actually kind of felt for and like, you know, who did the dicks on all of the the, the teacher's cars. And yeah, we we turned on the first episode, and the first five or ten minutes is n- are nothing but like a montage of every kid in the school just uncontrollably pooping for like five or ten minutes. And I was like, I I'm good. I don't want to do this. I'm I'm good. I don't I don't I don't want to watch this show anymore. Congratulations, you did it. <laughs> you, yeah, went, you didn't you didn't sign up for you signed up for dicks, not shits. Yeah, and I'm I, I just I don't know. Like I'm sure it's a good show. Like I'm sure they did they you know brought the same level of you know humor and you know that 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 fake good mockumentary style but i just i'm never mm-hmm. going to watch it like i just don't yeah no desire it's just too real to me because that's the life i live so 
<laughs> also, Jess sad. never wanted to watch the first season with me, so that means I'm just not going to watch it. I I don't watch most things if Jess isn't interested. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's a good policy to be honest with you. Yeah, because like that's my TV time. When I'm by myself, I'm usually playing a video game or I'm watching something stupid on YouTube and just like or like vines. I'm just putting vines directly into my veins, which I also watch with Jess. It just it got a lot sadder when I started doing it alone. But I and I maybe maybe I watch like one or two anime a year. I know I talk about anime all the time, but like. This, I don't watch a lot of it. Um, and then when Jess is there, I got all sorts of shows. Which just even now that I say that, that's not even fucking true. I just watch Supernatural. That's the only show that I watch is Supernatural. Uh, we we watched quite a bit. Um, and it, it it's one of those weird things because um, Autumn is out of town quite a bit. And we mm-hmm. have shows that we watch together. Like, we you know, we're going to watch Doctor Who, for example, together. Like, she wants to see that. Um, but then what happens is over time, like, uh, and this happened with Supernatural, she just gets less interested. So it just becomes a Jeremy show at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't really have, a, I don't really have a lot of Jeremy shows right now. Like there's most of the stuff that we're watching is I'm watching with Autumn. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> the power of being a power couple. Yeah, we, we are. We have, it's, it's a lot of stress and a lot of work. We have to, you know, put in, put in the effort, you know, mm-hmm. have to mm-hmm. hustle team, hustle. You gotta hustle with those Netflix shows, but you make it work, you know? Try. We try our best. Mm-hmm. Doctor Who is real good, by the way. It got good again. I don't know if you heard anything I, Doctor Who. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I saw the word Whovian on Twitter the other day, and I got like... I got chills. I, got, I broke out in hives. I hated it so much. Get that PTSD going? Yeah. Yeah, I remember because I just I stumbled onto Tumblr and I didn't know. Sure, I didn't know about no, Super Who Lock or Chris, whatever it was Chris, called. Nobody knows. Nobody, nobody knew knows when they were going to. And it, it made me. It made me in one hand sort of stop watching Supernatural. Um, I tried to power on, but it had just sort of tainted how I felt about it. I thought irrevocably it came back. I like it now. Turns out I do like Supernatural. Um, well, that really worked out. <laughs> but I thought Tumblr had changed that, and then my introduction to um, to Sherlock and uh, to Doctor Who was through Tumblr. So I I can never I don't think ever go down those roads. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. I thought like I had I had enough of that that guy um, and all of his names like like. Bonadil Pumpkin Patch, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen him in other stuff now, so I'm like, all right, you're probably fine. I like David Tennant a lot. I like Tim and Harry Potter. I like Tim and Hamlet. Um, I think he's a great actor, but I could never. It was the Matt Smith, I think, was the one with this with this clay face, with this golem face. He definitely that has I, a, I, a golem face. Yep. He probably super nice dude, but it was that, and then the the bow tie, and I thought, you know, I can't, I can't go down this road. I'm probably gonna piss off a lot of our listeners, but. They, uh, I mean, it's not like you're saying it's bad. You're saying that Tumblr ruined it for you, so you don't even want to oh, watch yeah. it to begin with. Like, I think that's yeah, a totally that's different thing. Like, and I think I told you, I told you this before that I was at, at Ren Fair, and this dude that I like was he was friends with somebody in the group that I was with kept coming up to me and making Doctor Who references, and I was like, "Dog, are you confusing me with somebody else?" Like, I don't know. I told you I don't know what the show is. <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, right, all right." And then he like he left, and then he came back, and he started talking about the end of Mass Effect Three. I was like, "What?" And then boom, right back into Doctor Who references. I was like, "Did you like?" forget am i that unrecognizable i know i'm the only one here not in costume but sir <laughs> i've asked you not to talk to me about this the ending of mass effect 3 is a really weird one too yeah and what is what is, what is the wand what is doctor who's wand called the sonic screwdriver oh god yeah he kept fucking bringing that thing up oh my god <laughs> Well, we watched uh, the 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 news on the, the the brand new season is that they've uh, yes it's, it's, sorry anyway no 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 it's it's fine it's it's, it's a woman doctor now and they've kind of rebooted it I think that's it. really cool and uh, it's really fucking good like Stephen Moffat's not really doing it so you don't have to worry about like a bunch of 
Because Moffat got like way into up his own ass with plot lines and time travel and all this other bullshit. So it was in. I do remember people not liking him. Like, I think days. everybody like started liking him because it was kind of as a fresh and unique take, and he was taking a lot mm-hmm. of like. But then like everything just got crazy convoluted and 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 kind of over the top. So yeah, definitely what happened to me. I didn't watch like the last two or three seasons. So another another experience I had with Doctor Who was that I was at. I mean, I I bring these things on myself, so I really can't blame any of these people. I was at a um like a comic-con type thing why are you wearing that that shirt that says ask me about dr who chris it's the worst shirt that you have you should should throw it away uh, i may have told you this before i got i got my friends thought i got lost um at this um comic-con it was like the after party was at a hotel whatever and it was just you know people in costume hanging out in the lobby it was just lots of my friends were there so but they thought that they lost me something happened to me because i went outside where i didn't have self-service i didn't realize that and um, I was uh, I was smoking a cigarette. This was a few years ago. And I ended up hanging out with these two women who were probably like 40, 45. Um, and I was like 20. Um, we were just hanging out, smoking, drinking a couple beers, just talking for more than an hour about Supernatural and how much we love Supernatural and how excited we were for like season seven or whatever it was. <laughs> nice. um, and then my friends finally came outside and they were like, dude, where were you? I was like, I just made two new best friends. Anyway, later that night, we were up in you know somebody's room. We're all drinking beer and hanging out, whatever. And um, somebody comes bursting into the room in his pajamas and he was like, you guys are not going to believe this. We just watched the Doctor Who Christmas special or whatever. And he started going off about it. And the whole room just erupted. And I was like, man, I got to go home. I can't be here anymore. <laughs> I can't, this I is can't really, do this. This, this is killing my... I am, I am heavily depressed and I've, I'm heavily drunk. And I keep the two... <laughs> or it's, a, it's a perilous... It's a thin line that I walk between those two things. And right now it's tipping. It's tipping the wrong direction. Somebody call Get me, me a, out a, of a taxi here. and I have got to... He was, I think this dude was in footy pajamas. That's how I remember it and i was like i'm gonna footy pajamas thank god these windows don't open because i want to pitch myself out of it i uh i don't think and look i'm I'm not here to yuck anybody's yum live your bliss whatever you want to do like all all Mm -hmm. of those like you know catchphrases or whatever but if you're a Mm -hmm. grown man maybe back off on the footy pajamas (laughs) at a hotel i mean whatever he was just i i am being a little bit mean it was (laughs) weird It was just a lot. It was just a lot. You would have to, uh, it, it, it would be like a, the fucking, like I would have to have a signed document from Congress saying like, Jeremy, it's the, it, the, the, the nation's security relies upon you putting on these footy PJs. And even then I'd be like, I mean, like y- y'all can't call somebody else. Like nobody, this has to be me. I don't really want to put <laughs> these on. Me. This looks real dumb. Uh, um, the, I, I say all this, they're very nice people. It could have been anything. It just happened to be Dr. Who. Sure. Yeah. Um, the other when I went to an anime convention once, this is why I don't go to conventions anymore. It was just like three years in my early twenties that I was like, yeah, I can, you know, I got money now, I can go do stuff. Um, we went to um, an anime convention, and everybody, oh, I just got chills thinking about it. I was, I was like douche chills, like sickening chills, <laughs> like like the fever sweats. Um, everybody would scream out, or one person would scream out, "What time is it?" And everybody else in the vicinity would scream out in re- in reply uh adventure time and then they would sing the, the song to adventure time and i was like fucking nerds i like this show and now I, I did i liked it in the past tense and i no longer do because of all of you it was just too much and i and i look back at that and i look back at my cynicism of it and i feel a little bit bad i wasn't i wasn't getting in anybody's face about it i was just being like oh god this sucks and then walking away um but just I, I know th- these these nerds. They were free. They were among. They, 
they're probably all in school, you know. They got to be around jocks, you know. Sure, and preps, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> and they can't they can't be free to shout out the Adventure Time song. But God, it's a lot. As to be a grown man in that situation, it's not good. And I'm not talking about little kids. I'm talking about also other people in their twenties and teenagers and whatever. It was um. You know, this, this is the episode where everybody finds out that Chris is a huge dick and hates fun. But but I am a huge dick and I hate fun. Especially oh god, when I'm when I'm anxious in public and people are acting like that, forget about it. You're, you're done. I'm out of here. Yeah, I um I d- didn't realize I was actually looking it up because I thought it was this coming weekend, but I, apparently I missed the Lafayette Comic Con. <laughs> Whoops. Mm. Uh, they had they had some real <laughs> real stars in that one, man. Let me tell some you, real superstars. Mm-hmm. So much so that I can't remember anybody to mention. Now that I, oh, it was um, it was one guy from Sons of Anarchy. It was like the most, oh. but it was like one of the side dudes. It wasn't one of the main guys. It was like, no, yeah, for sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, they usually have a pretty good showing of Power Rangers of different varieties. So that was those good. guys love cons. Those guys love cons, and that was really about it. So didn't didn't miss a lot. I like to go to support those things, but. I'm kind of with you. Like, uh, if you get a, a group of people together over, I guess, very specific thing, uh, mm-hmm. they it usually goes too far for me. Like, I just, I just, it's a little too much. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't. I, but I, but at the same time, I don't want to be a dick because I know, like, people love that shit. Like, people absolutely. Yeah. I bet adore that there that is stuff. a part of like even you and I at the age that we are now that if we were able to just like find whatever tiny little spark it is in that situation we could totally just like go along with it like maybe if we were like the perfect amount of beers deep when we walked into this situation uh and and everybody was was having a good time and you can get swept up in it and just like enjoy the passion of it that's just never happened for me i think i would have had to find that when i was like 13 years old yeah even at 13 years old i've talked about this before like as much of a nerd as i was like i'd still look down upon other nerds because they were too Mm -hmm. nerdy like oh you know i play i play fucking zelda i don't play D &D. like you know Mm -hmm. that kind of like horseshit because yeah because we're elitists because we're fucking elitists (laughs) we're assholes we're the we're like the scum of the galaxy over here (laughs) we're the worst kind of nerds man yeah yeah I think, no, my perspective has changed a lot. I think that if I was to go to an anime convention, for example, because that always felt like it was the the biggest distillation of like, oh, this is the first time you guys have gotten out of the house. I see this is interesting that this is how you choose to to react. That's that's how I felt then. I think that if I were to be in that situation now, I'm older now, so it would be a little bit weirder. Not that you could be an adult and go to these things. That's totally fine. Yeah. I think I would have a lot more tolerance. (laughs) Yeah. I think I'd have a lot more tolerance and understanding for these kids who are just trying to be themselves and this is their chance to be themselves. But when I was a little bit younger, more cynical, I couldn't vibe with that. I was like, can you guys just calm down and stop coughing on me? I don't need this. Now I think I do celebrate people's... um, passion a little bit more or try to but i'm still you know there's still a cynical part of me that just wants to talk about hunks yeah it's 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 weird because um it, it just fandom in general is so fucking strange man like you know there's mm-hmm. whole aspects of the supernatural fandom that i find are just almost impenetrable like i just like a lot of oh, yeah. the stuff anything dealing with the actual actors and actresses i kind of check out yeah. on people thinking that like I mean, I guess there's always a talk about people hating Misha. I can't see that being a thing. Maybe they don't like Castiel, but I don't know. There's just that's even then, even saying what I've just said. What do I know? There's there's a web that I cannot untangle. Yeah, exactly. Like we're so in the dark on some of that stuff. But like right. you know, look at look at Rick and Morty, right? Like that, there's there's oh. a reasonably funny 
animated cartoon mm-hmm. that just the fans have taken it to a to a degree that are just it's just too much. Like I don't want to do you yeah. shitbags, and it doesn't ruin the show. Like I don't have that thing. I don't have the thing that where fans ruin the show. But I definitely mm-hmm. just tune out a lot of fandom in general. I remember when I would get like excited, like when I was in the height of my Tumblr days, like I would play a video game, I'd get excited about it, and then I'd go search out that video game to find like cool stuff about it on Tumblr or whatever. Yeah, cool gifts. Yeah, that that gifts, that doesn't whatever. last long. Because <laughs> yeah. all yeah. of a sudden you get to like somebody like arguing over, I, don't, I can't even come up with an example right now, but like arguing over like which sword is better in Dark Souls, and it's a thousand pages long thread, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. ah, well, no, I don't want to see this. This is not what I'm here mm-hmm. for. I just wanted to this see pictures of the cool Not what I came here cool to swords. reblog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Um, even I was telling you this weekend, I watched the season 13 supernatural gag reel. Yeah. I used to love the gag reels cause I was watching it all on DVD originally for the first couple seasons. Um, and I think that that's part of what made me like the show so much was you finish the season and go, Oh, that was, that was good. Then you put on the gag reel and you're like, Oh, I feel like this is fun. These are just like regular guys. They're yeah. goofing around, uh, having a good time. And, uh, I, I've watched them less obviously now because, um, we're doing the podcast and I'm watching it on Netflix and whatever. Um, but I just had to watch the new one cause it popped up in my feed and it was just them being goofy and I was chuckling along, having a nice time. And, um, it just reminded me that like, yeah, despite everything that I've read on Twitter and despite the way that the fandom views Jared and Jensen specifically, but also Misha, the, despite the way that everybody views them, they're very normal people who are just like they're actors of course and they have like really fun jobs but like that's that's what it is they're they're just regular guys they have regular uh, adult friendships and i think that there's a, people always assume there must be some like drama between them all like they must hate each other maybe maybe there is people get irritated with each other all the time but i also feel like adults are able to just be like i right, man see you tomorrow whatever like yeah i remember uh listening to giant bomb cuz they do like a weekly 4 hour podcast about video games and uh mm-hmm. They would get a lot of questions. They would get a lot of like people assuming things like Jeff hates Brad. And they would talk about it on the podcast like we're friends. Like this is a job, but we, we we're friends and we hang out and like we go to each other's mm-hmm. weddings. Like what do you there's like you're you're imagining stuff in between the lines that don't exist here. And that's right. kind of how I feel about specifically supernatural, but like a lot of fandom is just making up a bunch of stuff for you to get <clears throat> either either for you to like or for you to hate or for you to argue with online or or, or whatever. Like people are just bored with that shit, so they just come up with it. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I just don't want to participate in it, man. Like I don't. Right, it's weird, and obviously a lot of the the fandom is um they're they're teenagers, which is fine, and so you see things through the lens of being a teenager because everything is a lot more intense and passionate when you're a teenager. Um, so seeing actors do anything, you're like, you're you're creating stories in between the lines, um, like you said, and it's it's a lot, it's a lot, and that is, I mean. We're, we're yucking a lot of yums today, Jeremy. I guess we are, yeah. Old, I think it's important to remember that they're all very normal people. Out, coming out. <laughs> yeah. I think that's part of why the show has worked so well over the years. There's not this like high-stakes drama happening behind the scenes. It's just like three dudes or two dudes depending on what it is and like having a good time like you you were saying to me like i don't know how these dudes like fuck around this much the crew must get so tired of it yeah but then again it's like they record 20 something episodes record they they film 20 something episodes a year like they get it all done so they clearly they're all pros they all know what they're doing they go to work they do their job and they go home and occasionally they just fuck around with each other sure <clears throat> and i get it like it was just one of those things like i just the moment that you have you know 
15 people in a room all with cameras pointed on Jensen and Jensen like makes a joke to fuck up the scene. I can't help but think like the guy whose job it is to keep everything yeah. on schedule must really <laughs> fucking hate these jokes. Cause no matter how funny they are, no matter how charming they are, but like, and I, you know, you see it in outtakes all the time. Actors just get the giggles. Like they can't get out of it. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's fun. And it's really funny. Like watch the, uh, watch the good place uh, outtakes from season one or two. Like that's fucking hysterical. Um, I just, but, but man, I can't help but think like I've been the guy in the room who was like, all right, like I, I just want to leave. Like I am done with this and you guys are, mm-hmm. are just joking around now. Like, can we just do the job that we came here for? Maybe. Right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully they know how to toe the line. Oh, crotchety Greer and Mosier. Get off our long podcast listeners. <laughs> so you're ready to start a crotchety podcast or what? Uh, I am. I am. Let's do the thing. Talk about some fucking Nazi necromancers. <laughs> fucking love this episode, Chris. I'm so happy. You know that somebody just like wrote that on a board in the, in the writing room. And 100%. Like, so we need something cool. What's it like? This should have been the fucking big bad of the season. <laughs> I would have been into this. Like the Thule Society, whatever the fuck it's called. I was into Thule, it. Not Tool, Garth. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me um, do it. Let me get my, my shit ready. You don't ever need my notes anymore. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Chris, looking at my notes. Mm-hmm. You do have my Witcher notes, though, right? Um, I haven't looked for them, but yes, I'm sure I do. Okay, I'm pretty sure I added you both. Um, yeah, I'm sure you And do. really, it's just to force you to to look at my, my jokes that I've written in. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. And you guys, I think, should be able to edit, so if there's like a thought you have, you want to add it in there, that's totally fine. Cool. Thank you for giving us permission for having thoughts. Yeah. Thank well, you. Last time thank I, you, thought police measure. Thank you. Yeah. The last time I had it, like the notes on my phone, and then had to share that with you, and it was very embarrassing because I wasn't, I wasn't ready to share it. Uh, but this time, I'm, I'm prepared. <laughs> did you put it in a like the Monster of the Week folder? Is that what you did? Uh, you probably. I might have just shared it with the two of you. If not, I can just check later and do it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, SFM episode three. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Okay, and let's close this. We don't need Witcher notes. No, we do not. And I don't need this anymore. I don't need that anymore. Man, I got so much. Did you see that thing that Co shared or created for Don't Give Up Skeleton? It was like a no. It was she. She made this thing. It's like calling uh, women POC LGBTQ. Like, do you want to share your story on Dark Souls or whatever? And she put it up on Tumblr, and it got like a bunch of notes. And she put it on Twitter, and it got a bunch of retweets. And uh, oh, cool! I had like. 30 or 40 people get in touch with me in the space of like four no days. <laughs> wow. Um, and I, I have a, like a huge backlog of guests, um, but I just, I want it to be diverse. Like I'm trying, I'm trying to find like, yeah, maybe you th- can pepper in some of these new people, which, which is what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm going to record a bunch of them and I'm going to try to do at least two or three people off my list per month. Awesome. And, and uh, yeah, I just, it's just, I've, I've already got like, I want to say 10 booked and I have room. I'm not going to record any in December. Like I'm going to take December off like I usually do, but uh, yeah. I, by the end of it, I'll, I'll have a bunch. Should be interesting. Cool. I recorded three this past weekend. So God damn. <clears throat> Don't give up. Set Skeleton is such an easy show to record and edit and everything. Like it's just, it's just, there's really not a lot of work involved besides talking about dark souls, which I could literally sit here and talk to you about dark souls for an hour. It sounds like, so. it sounds like you enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, you've already got every white guy on the internet, so now it's good that you can kind of diversify. Well, I mean, like, looking at my list, I've got about 50 other white guys that still want to be on the show. So. <laughs> white guys love Dark Souls. Those, those are the facts. They love Dark Souls, and they listen to podcasts, Chris. These are the demographics. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Um...
smoke.